0: Welcome to Corpberg Speaks Retirement, an audio podcast about investing in the stock market, financial planning, money management, and retirement planning. Each Wednesday, we help investors at all stages of life learn how to potentially grow and preserve their money from first job through retirement. Now here's your host, Miguel Gonzalez.
1: Good morning, and welcome to the Korpberg Speaks Retirement audio podcast. On this week's audio podcast, I share the why, the what, and how to investing in stocks businesses sell shares of stocks to investors as a way to raise money to finance expansion pay off debt and provide operating capital each share of stock represents a proportional share of ownership in the company as a stockholder you share in a portion of any profits and growth of the company dividends from earnings are paid to shareholders and growth is realized by the increase in the value of the stock stock ownership also generally gives you the right to vote on management issues. Company executives work for the shareholders, who are represented by an elected board of directors. The goal of management is to increase the value of the corporation's equity. If shareholders are dissatisfied with the corporation's performance, they can vote for a change in management. So why invest in stocks? The main reason that investors buy stock is to seek capital appreciation and growth. Although past performance is no guarantee of future results, Stocks have historically provided a higher average annual return over long periods of time than other investments, including bonds and cash alternatives. Correspondingly, though, stocks are generally considered to have more volatility than bonds or cash alternatives. The question I get asked, can you lose money? Yes, you can. There's no assurances that a stock will increase in value. Several factors can affect the value of the stocks. Number one, actions of investment. If a large number of investors believe that the nation is entering a recession, their actions can affect the direction of the stock market. Number two, business conditions. A new patent, an increase in profits, a pending merger, or litigation could affect investors' interest and stock prices. Number three, Economic conditions, employment, inflation, inventory, and consumer spending influence the potential profit of a company and its stock price. The number four factor that could affect the value of stock is government actions, decisions on interest rates, taxes, trade policy, antitrust litigation, and the budget impact stock prices. And number five the global economy, changes in foreign exchange rates, tariffs, or diplomatic relations that can cause stocks to go up or down. All investing involves risk, and there can be no assurance that any investment investing strategy will be successful. However, understanding these factors can help you make sound investment decisions and keep losses to a minimum. So what are the different classifications of stocks? Stocks are often classified in the following ways. Gross stocks have earnings that are increasing at a faster rate than the market average. These are usually in new or fast-growing industries and have the potential to give shareholders returns greater than those offered by stocks of companies in older, more established industries. Growth stocks are the most volatile class of stock, however, and may be just as likely to go down in price. Value stocks. Value stocks are those of companies with good earnings and growth potential that are currently selling at a low price relative to their intrinsic value. Due to some problem that may be only temporary in nature, investors are ignoring these stocks. Since it can take quite some time for the true value to be reflected by their price, value stocks are usually purchased for the long term. Income stocks. Income stocks are generally not expected to appreciate greatly in share price, but typically pay steady dividends. Utilities are an example of companies that have been historically considered income-oriented. Blue-chip stocks. Blue-chip stocks are the stocks of large, well-known companies with good reputations and strong records of profit growth. They're also generally paid dividends. And penny stocks. Penny stocks are very risky, Speculative stocks issued by companies with short or erratic performance histories. These stocks are so named because they sell for under $5 per share. Their low price appeals to investors willing to assume a total loss in exchange for potential for explosive growth. It is usually best to diversify among the different classifications and not own stock in just one or two companies or industries, though diversification alone cannot guarantee a profit or insure against a loss. So how are stocks bought and sold? During an initial public offering known as an IPO, new issues of stocks are sold on the basis of a prospectus, a document that gives details about a company's operation that is distributed to interested parties parties. Investment bankers or brokerage houses buy large quantities of the stock from the company and sell them to investors. After the IPO, the stock may trade on a stock exchange or over-the-counter. Normally, stock is purchased through a brokerage account. The buy order you place will be directed to the appropriate stock exchange. When someone who owns the stock is willing to sell at the price you are willing to pay, the sale takes place. A commission or fee is charged on your transaction. Stock certificates may be transferred from one owner to another since they are negotiable instruments. The certificates are issued in the buyer's name or, more typically, held by the brokerage house in street name, i.e. the brokerage firm's name, on behalf of the investor. The advantage of a street name registration is that if you decide to sell, you do not have to sign and deliver the stock certificates before the sale can be completed, and you don't have to worry about losing the stock certificates. So how do you set up a brokerage account? You will need to complete a new account agreement and make three important decisions. Number one, who will make the investment decisions? You will, unless you give discretionary power to your broker or agent. Discretionary power allows a broker or agent to make decisions based on his or or her beliefs is what is best for you. Unless you limit the broker or agent's discretion, this may be done without consulting you about the type of security and number of shares involved, or about the time and price at which to buy or sell. Do not give discretionary power to your broker or agent without seriously considering it if it's right for you. The second question you wanna ask yourself or a second decision you have to make is how will you pay for the stock? A cash account requires you to pay for each stock purchase in full at the time you buy it. A margin account allows you to borrow money from the brokerage firm. Securities that you own are held as collateral and interest is charged on the loan. If the account value falls below the specific amount required to maintain the loan, even as a result of one-day market decline, you must pay down the loan balance to an amount determined in relation to your new account balance. This is known as a margin call and can potentially require the payment of a sizable amount of money. The third important decision you need to make is what level of risk can you handle? You will be asked to specify your investment goals in terms of risk, choices such as income growth or aggressive growth may be given. Make sure you understand the meaning of each term and be certain that the level of risk you choose truly reflects your ability to handle risk. Any investment your broker or agent recommends should be based on the category of risk you selected. Also, you want to read the account agreement. Never sign a document without reading and fully understanding it. Early precautions can prevent later misunderstandings. Keep good records of documents you sign, documents outlining the details of an account or investment, periodic account statement, transaction confirmations, documents verifying an account error was corrected, correspondences with your broker or agent. Review these as soon as you receive them. Discuss any discrepancies you find with your broker or agent at once and follow up on any actions taken until you are satisfied. Never allow your broker or agent to mail statements and transaction confirmations to someone other than you. It's important that you check the accuracy of your own accounts. And be patient. Some stock investors have made money quickly, but there are the exception rather than the rule. Investing in stocks requires a long-term outlook. Read books, attend seminars, and take advantage, take advantage of professional advice, education, good judgment, common sense, and above all, Patience. Increase your chances of achieving your goals. Make sure to also visit our website, www.courtburgretirement.com. Our site is filled with educational videos, ebooks, publications, and financial calculators designed to help you learn more about your finances. As you search our site, send us a note regarding any questions you may have about any particular investment concepts or products, and we will get back to you quickly with a thoughtful answer. This is Miguel Gonzalez, certified retirement counselor and managing partner with courtburg retirement advisors signing off for this week's educational podcast
0: the opinions expressed and material provided are for general information and should not be considered a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group, LLC, and Corporate Retirement Advisors, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. Investing involves risk, including
1: possible loss of principal.